You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different with author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, everybody. This is Ashley Adams, host of House of Cards. We've got a great show today. Uh, As you know, we love to have writers of gambling fiction. Uh, Today is no exception. We're going to be joined by a young, up-and-coming star in the writing world. His name is Roger Hobbs. He is the author of, most recently, Vanishing Games uh, and has also written Ghost Man. We're going to talk to him. We're also going to be talking with Patrick Barthay. He is the director, the executive director and founder of a fascinating site. Uh, It's actually a tour of sorts. It's the College Poker Tour. And we're going to talk to him about how he started it, what it is, and how college players all over the United States are entering it at, uh, at an extraordinary rate. So stay tuned. We'll also have a mailbag segment. We'll be back after a quick break. Tired of hitting the casino floor and playing the same old table games time after time? Well, there's a new and exciting table game coming to casinos, and it's called Casino Over Under. Casino Over Under combines the thrill of sports betting with the excitement of blackjack. It's easy to learn and incorporates the over-under concept of sports betting in a simple and fluid manner. Casino Over Under is undeniably faster than ordinary blackjack. There are fewer decisions to make, and all of them are fairly easy and exclusive of the other players at the table. Fewer decisions means faster gameplay, and that means more hands. And with payouts as high as 50 to 1, more hands means more winning. Head on over to CasinoOverUnder.com to learn more and stay up to date on where you can play this exciting game. You can even play Casino Over Under on your iPhone with its social app. Casino Over Under. Simple, fast, and fun. Play it now at the Magnolia Bluffs Casino Hotel in Natchez, Mississippi. And coming to casinos near you. Must be 21 years or older to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I'm here to tell you about my experience with my pillow. I'm sure you've seen or heard the inventor Mike Lindell talking about his hugely successful product made in the USA all over TV and radio. Now, I have the world's worst back, and I've always gotten up in the morning with pain and a stiff neck. Since using MyPillow, it's gone. It's amazing. And listen to this. Mike is offering a four-for-one deal. Order now. You'll get two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere travel pillows, all for the price of one MyPillow. 
Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913, click on or mention Radio Listener Special, and use promo code CARDS, that's C-A-R-D-S, at checkout. MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, you can wash and dry it, and it even stays cool all night. That's the Radio Listener Special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. You're listening to the House of Cards. Time we both quit. You don't like losing to me, and I don't like winning from you. You're going to sit down. You're going to play poker. Mind a suggestion, friend? The trouble with you is you don't enjoy the game for its own reward. Stimulation, relaxation, pleasant association, and the interesting conversation. Shut your mouth. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And uh, if you listen to this show, you know that we like to have smart people on the show to talk about what they do in the world of gambling. And we, uh, we make a special place for those who can write interesting stories. Today is no exception. We are very fortunate to have a rising young star in the world of detective and mystery writing. His name is Roger Hobbs. If you haven't heard of him, you will. He has published many books, has won many awards in the field of mysteries, and uh, we're here to talk to him now about his latest book, Vanishing Games. Roger, are you there? Yes, I am. So, it's a pleasure to be on. We're happy to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about your background as a writer, and then we can talk about the newest book specifically. I um, I was kind of, I, I, as a kid, I was blessed with knowing what I wanted to do for a living. And I think that's one of the best gifts that a kid can ever have. I, I knew that I wanted to be a writer since the time I was very young. I, um, I wrote my first novel when I was 13, uh, and in... Um, uh, since college, I'm, I'm about five years out of college now. And, uh, since the beginning of college, I've tried my hand at all the, every different form of writing and I've loved it all. Um, but, uh, I've kind of landed on, uh, mystery fiction, um, especially crime fiction because of, it's just so utterly compelling. So tell us who your models of good crime writers are. Who do you like? Uh, I really like, and this is strange because he's my contemporary, I really like Dwayne Swierzynski. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a name that's absolutely it's difficult to pronounce and impossible to spell, uh, but he writes this, the most extreme and fast and clever crime fiction, and he does it in all sorts of media. He writes for comics and film as well. I see. I'm also a huge fan of uh, of Lee Child, of course, oh, who writes yes. the Jack Reacher books, and those things are incredibly, unputdownably good. Now, have you patterned your living after Reacher? I mean, do you travel with luggage? Do you uh, have a place you call home, or do you just live on the road? I do. I do live. On, I, it definitely feels like I live on the road, but I have a ton of luggage. I um. I have a uh, incredible love for for menswear. So my I can't I couldn't travel anywhere with less than both suitcases. <laughs> uh, 
Now, I've noticed in the two novels of yours that I've read, uh, the most recent Vanishing Games and then another one that I read before that, um, that they were set in gambling locales, that the the whole focus is on the world of gambling. Are all of your yeah. are all of your books like that? Are they all set in a different locale? Um, they yeah, there are. Uh, I like making the location like a character in the story. Um, and gambling cities are unbelievably good for that. Um, the, I remember the first time I I stepped foot in Vegas, and Vegas is like no other place on earth. It's not a city that should exist by any means, and yet it's there in its full glory. Um, uh, Macau is, is much the same way, that it's this tiny little, like, Portuguese town that somebody challenged to build a working scale model of Las Vegas on, and they have five years to do it, and only Chinese construction workers. <laughs> it's a madhouse. I love the place. So how did you get interested in gambling? I mean, you, you, people normally think of people that want to be writers and have their whole life they've known that they want to be writers as kind of bookish and retreating, and gambling seems on the other end of the personality spectrum. How did you walk into the world of gambling? Oh, it's uh, it's legal cheating. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, if if one of the central tenets of society is that we've all decided to pretend that money equals work when it really doesn't. Gambling puts the lie to that straight away. Um, I I love that it's um, that so much of it is about beating the house. And I especially fell in love with poker because poker is not just a, a math game. Anybody can learn and play math games. It's a social game. And that is, and that's incredible to me. So where do you live now? What city? I live in Seattle. Oh, so do you play at Muckleshoot? Um, I, uh, I haven't found a casino out here yet that I that I love yet. Uh, then again, I've only lived here for about a year. Um, uh, that and I'm also I'm still so I'm only like a two hour and one hundred fifty dollar flight from Las Vegas. I see. So would you say that? And I want a weekend off. Is that the center of your gambling activity, or do you have a number of places that you retreat? It to? definitely is. Um, I. As much as I love um, uh, the Mandarin and the MGM Grand in Macau, uh, I would stay at the Wynn Las Vegas any day, any time, any time of year. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more House of Cards. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now... 
you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. You're listening to House of Cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and you are listening to House of Cards. I want to just reintroduce you to our listeners. I'm talking to uh, acclaimed mystery author Roger Hobbs. Uh, and I want to get to your most recent book. Tell us about Vanishing Games. How did you come up with it, and what is it about? Uh, I got up. With, I got up to it. I knew I wanted to uh, set a book in another big gambling city, and I so I I'd never been to Macau, so I um, I moved to Macau and Hong Kong briefly, and tried to do as much research on the underworld there as I possibly could, and I was amazed at just how much I found. <laughs> what did you find? I, um, I, uh, it, it, the, the whole city is run by monsters. <laughs> um, there's, it's illegal in China to uh, sue somebody to get them to pay back a gambling debt. So unless you want to fly into Macau with a suitcase full of Hong Kong dollars, you have to go to these quasi-legal junketeers, essentially loan sharks, and they've carved out areas of these big name casinos where that's, this is where their loan charged players play. That's a ridiculous way to to run a legal entity, but that's how it happens. Wait, I'm I'm confused. So if I wanted to go to Macau and play poker, yeah, and I wanted to play poker, yeah. and I you'd be, you'd, you'd be required to do it in Hong Kong dollars. Oh. And once you left the city of Macau, no one could sue you to pay back your debt. So if I brought in 10000 U.S. to Macau, yeah. I have to go and change and, it into Hong Kong dollars? Yes, you do. And I can't Which do that? Which is not even the currency of Macau. <laughs> so the Macanese currency is the Macanese pataka, which is uh, they, they gamble in Hong Kong dollars because it's illegal for someone who is actually Macanese to gamble. I see. Only foreigners. Uh-huh. So, and that's ridiculous. Okay, so what does the fact that you can't sue somebody for gambling debts have to do with my ability to change my dollars into Hong Kong dollars and then play poker? Uh, that's, uh, that that, that um, we as Americans are used to being able to travel around anywhere with large sums of cash on us. Right. But there, um, they, uh, gamblers rely on the, um, uh, the floor concierge uh, uh. way, way more. Um, in part because the game of choice is uh, either um, Pai Gao, Pai Gao, which is uh, like betting on flipping a coin, right. um, uh, or uh, it's um, oh my god, I can't believe the Sick James, the, one for the James Bond, the James Bakara, 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 which is actually betting on a coin. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, people, so much money is 
involved in these in these bets um, that it's uh, it's very difficult to first of all you you as a Chinese citizen you don't want to be caught catching bringing money into Macau anyway so so much of it has to be done through debt. I see. So what did you do? You came in with U.S. dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I initially thought, you know, cash plays. Um, but that's that's not the case. I had to uh, I had to talk to some people and take out take out a loan that I knew I could pay back essentially in order to simply just to get in the room. I'm people con- I wanted to talk to. So wait a second. If I have ten thousand dollars, I can't just go to a money changing store and change it into Hong Kong dollars, and then go to the cashier and buy chips and bring the chips to the gambling table. You can bring it to many gambling tables, but not necessarily the ones that you want to be gambling at. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll for have example, to ha- I'm a big sucker. I'm a big sucker for roulette, oh. and there are several types of roulette tables. We're used to the American double green, double zero roulette table. But in Europe and Macau, there's single zero roulette table, which so dramatically increases your odds um, for that silly, dumb game. But those are tables that are actually difficult to get to. I see. So what does – all right. So let's – I'll I'll give you the interesting intrigue. How did you get in touch with the underworld? (laughs) Um. Uh, part of that is part of that. Part of that is trade secret. Um, <laughs> I'd have right. to say, uh, if only to avoid like self-incrimination. I'm not sure what the statute of limitations of. Because you know, yeah, you got to be careful. The FBI monitors this show very carefully. Roger. <laughs> Your poker show. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, absolutely. It's on the top of the list. So, but how did you know somebody there already? Did a friend of a friend introduce you to? Uh, uh, you know, it's a friend of a friend. I see. I see. And, uh, the internet, the internet helps a lot, actually, because that way you can sort of meet meet a person without really meeting them before you meet them. I see. And what other cities have you been to where you've done this kind of research? Uh, Atlantic City, of course, was my was my first one. Um, I went to high school in inner city Philadelphia, which is, I think, where I picked up this skill. Um. And uh, most recently, uh, Bangkok for the book that I'm working on right now. Do they have gambling in Bangkok? Uh, no, they don't. Uh, what they do have is a highly angry militaristic junta uh, made entirely of billionaires, which is really just that's that's bank robber city. I see. So what's what's next on your list of places to go to to uh, explore for future books? Well, um, I, uh, I know I am going to go to uh, Ibiza, um, ah, which is off the, of Spain, right? Uh, yeah, off of Spain. Um, it's become an enormous party city. It's also not a, uh, not a gambling city, but it's definitely developing its own CD flavor. <laughs> have you been to Monte Carlo? I have not yet, and that is, like, uh, of my... Very, very, very high up on my experience list. All right. So tell our listeners about Vanishing Games, just a little bit about uh, the plotting and the characters so that they'll get a taste and want to go out and get it and get thousands of copies for all their friends. Vanishing Games is a fast-moving heist thriller set in the South China Sea. 
uh, after a uh, daring sapphire heist goes to- totally, totally wrong, my character from the first book, the Ghost Man, a man who can make anything exist, anything disappear, I'm sorry, um, uh, has to, is called in to help his one-time mentor, Angela, clean up a heist far bigger than either of them bargained for. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I started reading it. What I enjoy is the very, very taut prose and the suspenseful situations that you create, um, making it hard. Thank you. This is a cliche, but it makes it hard to put the book down. Uh, I oh yeah, that's my that's my that's my hallmark. job. Yes, that's I, my wheelhouse. Yeah, and I think if I were to compare your style to another writer, as far as the clarity of the prose and the suspenseful way that you write, it would be uh, Harlan Coben. I don't know if you know Harlan Coben. Oh stuff. my God, thank you. That is very high praise. Yes, that, that's I put I you love in that Harlan He's very good, and he's very he's very spare and clear and uh, taut. Very so, clear. Yeah. Well, I. Well, I want our listeners to know how they can find out more about you. So tell us your website and tell us the best way to get your book. Uh, the best way to get my book is to log on to my website, uh, uh, rogerhobbs.com, uh, where there are uh, links to uh, Vanished Games and uh, all of my previous books. to every major bookseller, whether you want it on your Kindle, your Nook, or a physical copy like me. Uh, listeners, that was Roger Hobbs, author of vanishing games as well as many other books set in gambling settings i encourage you all to take a look at it we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our next guest Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere. An airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash 
HOC Radio. Info at HouseOfCardsRadio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC Radio. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of June 6, 2016. Last week, MGM Resorts International agreed to buy out its partner Boyd Gaming for Boyd's share of the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City. MGM agreed to pay Boyd $900 million for the 50% stake they have in the casino and will also assume $600 million in the casino's remaining liabilities. The sale comes just days after New Jersey State Legislature agreed to bail out the struggling seaside town. Plain Ridge Park Casino in Massachusetts will be the first casino to test a new way to prevent gambling addiction. The new Play My Way system will allow slot players to limit their bets. 
This is a voluntary system where players would receive on-screen notifications as they approach their betting limits. The system will be available for the casino's 1,250 slot machines and is available through the casino's reward card program. And finally, the charity Strikes for Kids is now suing the NFL because they had to move a fundraiser. The fundraiser, which included NFL players, was set to be held in a Vegas casino. However, the NFL stated that players could not appear at a casino. The NFL made a $5,000 donation to the charity, which incurred extra costs for having to move the event. So the NFL says players can't go to a casino, yet there's talk of the NFL allowing a team to move to Las Vegas. Interesting. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at virgincasino.com with promo code VIRGIN and you'll get up to $100 real cash back, plus for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and dates apply. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. Wake up, poker fans! You're listening to House of Cards. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, and those of you who listen to this show know that we try to get as broad an uh, audience addressed as possible by getting guests who can speak to every demographic, every part of the poker world. Today is no exception. We have somebody who will be talking about the college poker tour. His name is Patrick Barthay. He is the founder and executive director of the college poker tour, and he's with us now. Are you there, Patrick? I am. How you doing, Ashley? I'm doing fine, and I'm eager to hear more about this because I know that college students listen to this show, and I'm eager to hear more about the organization you set up. But before you talk about that, talk a little bit about your own background and how it is you came into the poker industry, so to speak, and set up this poker tour. Sure, sure. So, so first and foremost, I guess uh, I am a, uh, I guess a technologist and an entrepreneur. I've uh, been in a number of different uh, startups and, and enjoy kind of working for the little guys, so to speak. Um, I guess I, I must love games. I, for certain, I, I love poker. Um, as we kind of talked about previously, I, the, the first sport that I was ever introduced to that I, that I loved was tennis. Um, it's actually, you know, being a, an individual sport, a uh, lot of strategy, um, have to think for yourself. You're out there on your own. You have to you have to compete and kind of look inside to be able to perform. And that was my first love. And it kind of set up uh, my second love, poker, um, down the road. But but I guess this whole thing started really um, kind of after college for myself. I graduated in 1998 from Loyola Marymount University in Los uh-huh. Angeles. And um, I had played junior tennis uh, throughout my entire you know, life and played four years in, in college as well and had a partner um, who had set up a company um, that managed the rankings for the governing body of college tennis. At the time, the name of that was called the Intercollegiate Tennis Association. 
Um, as you can imagine, back in 98, I don't know if many of your listeners uh, can appreciate, still in 98, the, the Internet was still pretty much in its infancy. And college coaches around the country sat around a uh, boardroom and would have to determine what the rankings were, individual or team. And what they would do is they would get a number of faxes in and they would, they would look at <laughs> results and they would determine that one player is, is higher than another. And essentially that's how rankings were done at that time. Uh, my partner, um, being a Princeton grad and really smart guy, uh, came up with a, a way of being able to calculate those rankings and automate that so it really reduced the amount of time that that, that governing body would have to, to spend doing the math, and instead they could focus on um, actually governing you know, college tennis and, and taking it to, to what it needed to be. Um, what, what I did kind of was, was similar to, to that, and that's kind of where this whole story starts. Uh, but for the most part, in terms of my, my first connection with, with poker, I mean, I, I probably had the, the same connection as everyone else. I mean, we started playing cards. I, I played gin rummy with my dad and my family. Um, played a little bit of, uh, I mean, all sorts of card games, I guess. And, of course, just like anyone else, you play with your buddies in high school. Um, you go off and you play in college, and that's, that's pretty much everyone it felt like at college. But for me, I guess, you know, again, me being connected to those strategy-type sports, um, I, I connected to it. And, and then when all of a sudden, about, what was it, like 2002, 2003, um, you know, all of us were kind of swept by, um, you know, everything that, that we saw on ESPN and, and the World Series of Poker. And all of a sudden there were personalities that were emerging. Uh, Sammy Farha, I mean, like, to me – that got me so excited because I got just as invested in the play as I did the characters. And to me, it's got, I, I always joke to, to, to folks, I guess I, I kind of had a, a joy for, for uh, wrestling also as a kid and the characters to me, you know, embodied some of that, you know, the, the, the way they would get up from the, the table and, and throw their chair or something to that effect. I mean, I got invested just as much in the characters. Yes, I gotta I gotta interrupt you there just because uh, I have never heard anybody else address the similarities to poker and uh, professional wrestling. But I often thought about how Phil Hellmuth, especially, but others too, had certain characters that they created, and much like professional wrestling, people wanted to identify with or hate characters. So you were rooting for these characters who were created, even if you weren't particularly involved in the poker strategy. I agree with that. And uh, I'm wondering, you were out in California. Did you go to any of the poker rooms, the ubiquitous poker rooms throughout California to play poker live at any time? Yeah, yeah of course I had my, my connection with, with playing live, but, but I guess that was another one of the reasons why um, I guess if my parents ever hear this, they'll appreciate that, that I didn't want to lose any of my hard-earned money or I guess my parents' hard-earned money. Um, I, I didn't want to, to be putting myself at risk in, in, in playing in those live games. And, I, you know, I, I guess so. So, yes, the answer is I did, I did play there um, in some of those card rooms. But at the same time, it was when I had money available to do so, right? Right. I <laughs> so, understand. 
I understand. But uh, listeners, we're talking to Patrick Barthay, who is the founder and executive director of the College Poker Tour. So take us to the College Poker Tour, how you set it up and what it is. Yeah, for sure. So so I guess kind of playing off where, where we just went, uh, you know, for a lot of kids, I guess they, they don't have the opportunity, money, uh, to be able to, to go and play poker necessarily in a card room or or maybe their their buddy takes takes all their their money from them and and they're looking for kind of a safe and non gambling experience that allows them to to still play the game um, and and I'm talking about a game of of memory strategy moves counter moves you know reading your opponent you know all the things that the game within the game that that I get so excited about and in a collegiate environment, what are they doing? They're, they're competing for their school. They're competing for rankings, prizes, you know, publicity, all these things that are kind of synonymous with, with, you know, college, college and athletics. So basically this whole thing started, um, because again, because of my connection with tennis, I had previously built, um, an infrastructure around college tennis. And I felt it was, there was a lot of similarity between it and poker. And, and I felt, wow, you know, what be it, with, with everything being deregulated in poker and kind of the, the industry coming back in such a, such a way, actually connected with a, a longtime friend of mine, Pete Finley, um, who we have a connection back into the Seattle, uh, Washington market. Um, he had recently come on as the CEO of All In Magazine, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Absolutely. And, and I started, I started talking with him about, about being able to create this, this thing called the College Poker Tour, where kids would be able to come, compete for their school, and eventually get themselves into a position, if they're one of the best in the country, to compete for prize money, which we put up as college tuition. Um, so, so that was the, the whole, I mean, that was the idea behind it. So basically what kids today, what we ask them to do is they, they come to the College Poker Tour, they register. They've got to be associated to a to a university, and we prove that by them having the .edu email address. Um, they so they verify their eligibility. They play for their school, and what they do is on a daily basis, or when they have the time and that's available to them, they compete in daily qualifiers. Those daily qualifiers put them into weekly qualifiers, and those weekly qualifiers automatically qualify them for what we call our our, our national championship. Um, kind of the end of the year championship. Otherwise, based off of a ranking, based on your performance, you know, throughout the, the course of an entire regular season, your, your ranking moves up or down, of course, based on your performance. And those kids that are, in, I, for instance, our last tournament, our last national championship, had about 150 kids from around the country that uh, competed at the end of the year for our national championship. Um, you know, in our first year, we were very excited. We did it as a pilot. That was two years ago. Um, we had 350 kids from 200 schools across the country, um, and and we ran the pilot, and it was awesome. You can go to our website and see some of the, the archive footage from what we did in our first year. And then this last year, it was very exciting. We, we crossed the threshold of about 10,000 kids that had registered from over 850 schools across the country. And I'm not talking about, you know, like just any old schools. We're talking about the University of Washington, Florida, Florida State, Michigan. Um, I mean, all your, all your big schools, they, they all have kids that participate and get really excited about this. The, 
probably the, the most exciting part for me is, you know, I, you can look back and, you know, online and, and see kind of the history of college poker, but, you know, all the top pros, they've, they've all played at some level or another back in college. And even there were leagues that existed before, before mine existed. And, and I think the timing was just right. And plus, talking with a lot of these kids at the university, you know, the effort and energy is there from them. The motivation to, to play the game, it's there from them. I'm, I'm basically just the guy that set up the infrastructure. Uh, I connect with these kids. I enjoy their, you know, their motivation, but they're the ones that participate and, and get me excited to do what I do for my job. Good. I want to, I want to ask you a few questions before you go on. Uh, first of all, uh, again, I'm talking to Patrick Barthay, who is the director, the executive director of the college poker tour. Uh, I imagine this is online. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Is that's there right. any in-person part of this that people, the top finishers, actually come together in person, or is it all online? Everything involved is Internet. Yeah, that's right. So for, for, your, for our regular season, it's all done digitally. And then when you, uh, based on your performance, when you qualify at the end of the year for our national championship, we, for instance, in our first year, we flew everyone out, the, the last, the final nine uh, of the final table, to come out, we brought them to Scottsdale. Um, we treated them to a, just a, a priceless experience, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, our, our crew from all in as well as, you know, some other uh, celebrities and such that we brought out. And basically they, they fought for it on a final table and we live streamed the event and, and just gave them a kind of a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Listeners, we've been talking with Patrick Barthay, the college poker tour. We appreciate you coming on and we look forward to hearing about your success in the future. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more House of Cards. Hi, listeners, it's Ashley Adams, and I wanted to take a minute to talk about MyPillow. I'm sure you've seen or heard the commercials about this hugely successful product made in the USA. Sleeping well, I've found, contributes to playing poker well. And I can tell you that this pillow, MyPillow, which I've been using, has helped me sleep longer and more deeply. And now MyPillow is offering a four-for-one deal. You can get two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere travel pillows, all for the price of one MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913, click on or mention Radio Listener Special, and use promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S, at checkout. MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and you can even wash and dry it. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. That's the Radio Listener Special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code cards tired of hitting the casino floor and playing the same old table games time after time well there's a new and exciting table game coming to casinos and it's called casino over under casino over under combines the thrill of sports betting with the excitement of blackjack it's easy to learn and incorporates the over under concept of sports betting in a simple and fluid manner casino over under is undeniably faster than ordinary blackjack There are fewer decisions to make, and all of them are fairly easy and exclusive of the other players at the table. Fewer decisions mean faster gameplay, and that means more hands. 
And with payouts as high as 50 to 1, more hands means more winning. Head on over to CasinoOverUnder.com to learn more and stay up to date on where you can play this exciting game. You can even play Casino Overunder on your iPhone with its social app. Casino Overunder. Simple, fast, and fun. Play it now at the Magnolia Bluffs Casino Hotel in Natchez, Mississippi, and coming to casinos near you. Must be 21 years or older to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards. Okay, play a fun word game with me. This will do it. What do you think of when you think of a hunting lot? Hunt? Yes. What do you think of when you think of a rest home? Your rest. So, you see, we're going to associate the desert in with something beautiful. You don't think of anything here now, do you? Gambling. That's Ah. why people come here. That's right. They gamble. They want to go to hunting lots. They go to Wisconsin. They want to rest. They go to New Orleans. They want to gamble. They come to Vegas. That's what it's called. Gambling. Las Vegas gambling. You see signs around this town with guys with guns shooting ducks. It's a gambling play. They don't shoot ducks, raccoons, beavers. They come to gamble. Welcome back, listeners. This is House of Cards, and I'm Ashley Adams. This is my favorite segment when I get to chat with my producer, Dave Weishattel, about uh, questions from listeners. What do we have? You just got back from Korea. I just got back from Korea, and I got to play over there. There is poker in Korea. Um, Fun poker, good poker. Like uh, casino poker? Or or is it like... uh... Casino poker. Uh, There are two places, the Seven Luck Casino, south of the Wan... River or the Wan. I don't know how you pronounce it in Korea. And is Luck the guy who owns it, or is it what you need? Seven to win brothers it? all named Luck. luck. <laughs> uh, yes. No, it's. Uh, I think it is a translation of a Korean phrase for good luck or be very lucky. You have the seven lucks, but it's Seven Luck Casino in the Gangnam area, which is south of the Wan, near where the, the Olympic Village was mm-hmm. uh, in the 88 Olympics. And then I also played at the Walker Hill Casino, which is on the north side of the river, um, east, uh, in the east end of Seoul. And um, the poker is fun. It's not going to be remunerative. There's a 2-5 game at the 7 Luck, only a 2-5 game. Um, They rake 10%, maximum 15, plus $2 for the bad... No, just 15, plus Mm -hmm. 1 for the bad beat. Okay. And then... At the Walker Hill, it's 10%, 15 plus 2, and it's a 1-2 game. So you're not going to make money over time. But how cool is it to play poker in Korea? 
for the local currency is the yuan. I played in not J U A N. I think that's a South American currency. Yeah, so, but this a, is the W O N. Played Tijuana. The like, like Tijuana. <laughs> um, but I played. The rules there are that you can't play in a casino if you are Korean. You can only be wow, a really? tourist or at least a foreign national. Uh, and so I played next to a Russian guy, a British guy, an American guy, some Chinese, and then there were some Korean Americans. Now, now you're a writer and you're a reporter. Did yes. you ask why? That why did, do they think it's just so terrible that their citizens would play that? There are a number of countries or... <laughs> that bar really? their citizenry from playing in the casino because they set it up as a way of extracting money from tourists in the Bahamas. Interestingly enough, where the uh, Caribbean adventure is, you can't play in the Atlantis or there's another crystal casino if you are a Bahamian. Hmm. So they have their own underground poker games in the Bahamas. Um, In Korea, you can't play in the casino if you're a Korean citizen. So go figure. But I did play, and I lost in the 2-5 game, but I won more than I lost in the 1-2 game. I didn't play for long, just two hours each place, mainly to get a taste because mm-hmm. I, I am very uh, rake-sensitive. Those of you who have listened to the show know I, I played all over the country, uh, all 50 states. All 50 states. Yeah. All 50 states. And uh, I love a $3 maximum rake. I'll play with a 4. I'll even play with a 5. But if it's more than a $5 max rake, I just don't want to play. Okay, you're done with the 50 states now. Yes. Now, which uh, – we'll just stick with the U.S. now. What has the best rake, according to New you, Mexico. for players? For players – New Mexico. What, uh, New Mexico. At least it right? used to be $3 max. Mm-hmm. I haven't played there in four years. Uh, but I've, there are a wonderful lineup of poker rooms from Albuquerque and a little bit west of Albuquerque, the Sky – and the 66, and then the Isleta, Sandia, going up north towards Santa Fe, Camel Rock, uh, used to be Cities of Gold, now it's Thunder Valley, I think, that's one place I haven't played, uh, but it's great, I mean, you got poker rooms up and down, uh, Santa Ana uh, in Bernalillo, it's great, so that's, I, I think it's a $3 max, but of course there are states that have legal poker, but they make raking illegal. In Wyoming. Oh, wow. I didn't in know that. In Wyoming. Wow. You can't rake. In Oregon. Well, you so, haven't so, been listening so, to this show. No, well, so how do they make money, though? I mean, if... Ah, good okay. question. Okay. <laughs> you make money if you are a restaurant and you want people to come oh, in as patrons. Okay. I see where you You make at. money if All you're right. a bar, like Trivia Night. You're, okay. And then if you're a private club you get run in, by get them drinking and get them playing And if poker. you're a okay. private club run by a dealer, okay. you make money because of the tips. To okay. the dealer. And so that's what they do in both those places. So um, I'm eager, by the way, in future episodes of House of Cards to talk more about my adventures. And you've got to pay attention because I've talked about this before. Well, I've listened so much, it's hard to absorb <laughs> everything. There you go. That was like, awful. Like, <laughs> that was an awful cover You need some attends. I know. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, listeners. Uh, we are done. Make sure next week to tune back in and listen to more House of Cards. Until then, good luck and good day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.